Hello to my fellow fight fans from the Couchside Judges. Scott Fontana and Dan Urban here, wishing you a great week after a terrific UFC 253 from Fight Island on Saturday. We had the opportunity to witness the middleweight champion, Israel Adesanya, at his absolute best. We saw the culmination of the surprising rise of the new light heavyweight king, Jan Blahovich. Awesome violence from the title fights in Abu Dhabi, Dan. Great stuff, Scott. No need for the judges in either fight, as both of them ended by second round TKO. We'll talk a little bit about those bouts and what's next for the champs. But we've also got a very close fight from the main card between Hakim Dawudu and Zubaira Tahugov, with scores all over the map to break down for you from a judging standpoint. Sometimes, my friends, varied scores are perfectly fine. So, Dan, obviously the middleweight fight is the one everyone is talking about. It was the main event. It was the star attraction here. Adesanya looked fantastic in taking out Paulo Costa in a fight that I think a lot of people thought was going to be a lot closer than it was, and you and I didn't really see it that way when we talked about it last week, did we? No, masterful performance. He did what I expected. I thought it would go a little bit longer, but Adesanya did it. I think he wanted it to go a little bit longer, too. I think Costa just wasn't up for it. After the uh, when he was speaking with ESPN afterwards, he was saying he expected it to go either round one or round four. He thought either it would be over quickly or he would kind of slow cook him as he said it. Okay. So yeah, it kind of it, it didn't meet his expectations exactly. But you know, it's funny because you know we were talking about Costa really started to slip after that eight minute mark when he beat Yoel Romero last year, and we kind of saw. I mean, not necessarily that he slipped or anything like that, but it was. About a minute after the eight-minute mark, that's when it was over. He beat up that leg. He had nothing. Costa looked mesmerized. Costa destroyed, yeah. He, he came into He didn't know what to do. It looked like he was trying to pace himself, but he also, at the same time, that kind of masked the fact that he didn't look like he had any answers. He wasn't punching. He wasn't doing anything that he normally does. It, it was, it was. I don't know if that was his strategy exactly to, to change it up, I mean, we've seen time and time again where fighters will get a title shot and they'll fight completely different. Does it ever work? And, and rarely. It rarely ever does. I can't I think can't of an think instance. Of and yeah. he took himself out of the fight. He, yeah. uh, he and, was definitely trying you know, to pace him. himself. And if he would have just fought, I think he would have found himself in a better groove. I don't think he would have won, but I think he would have done a lot better if he just fought the way he normally fights. If he'd given it a little bit more pressure, yeah, I think so. But... Yeah, I think what really caused him there is the fact that he allowed Adesanya to find a groove before he started trying to make things happen. It would have been better to just press it right away, I feel like, if he was going to just do it eventually, you know what I mean? Yeah, just go for it, man. But let's, you know, again, I, I don't want to focus too much on Costa because, you know, Costa's the loser, whatever. Adesanya is the one who looked freaking awesome, right? <laughs> so good. This, this what kid. What do we do with him now? We let him fight Cannoneer if he beats Whitaker. That, that's what, he, that's wants. what he wants yeah him, and if it's it. you know if it goes the other way i think you got to do bobby knuckles right you either go whitaker i'm down with hermanson getting a title fight i love hermanson as i was gonna say that hermanson is definitely someone i really want to get a title shot i don't know that i would give it to him next i think whoever wins cannoneer versus uh whitaker i think that's still the guy even if it's a rematch that's okay with me uh but yeah he's got a lot of options at middleweight i just think hermanson he brings a different challenge to the table because he's not just kind of this you know striker he can he can you know he can fight on the feet but if he's able to get it down and because he has kind of a mix of offense if he is able to get it down i would love to see what he could do against adesanya and just because it would be a different fight than i think most of the middleweight fights kind of line up for style bender that's 
why I would really like to see it next, even if it's not the right fight to make next. It's the one I want to see. Yeah, that's the one I want to see. Well, actually, the one I really want to see is I want to see Adesanya versus Jones or Adesanya versus Blachowicz. But uh, no, no, stick to the middleweight. Come but, on, don't worry about that. We'll now. keep him in the middleweights for now because there's still a ton of challengers there. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were starting to say, "Well, what about you know Hamzat Shmaev?" That's a bit early. I mean, yeah, it would be fun, but I do think just give him one more shot at the very. I mean, I know they want to fast track him, and I'm I'm not necessarily trying to say slow it down much anymore, but I think he needs to beat one more middleweight other than Gerald Mershart to get the shot. Give him somebody up there. Yeah, I, I did make a prediction that he'll have a title shot either at the Super Bowl card or the July 4th card in 2021, it and be, that yeah. would be a wild fight. Yeah, that would be. But, uh, you know, let's move on. We've got a, a second title fight, of course. Jan Blahovich, you just mentioned him before. I didn't think he was going to win this, and he was obviously a big betting underdog. So if you bet on him, congratulations to you. Yeah, this the line on this was ridiculous the way the fight turned out. And nothing was fluky about this at all. This was Blahovich fight. I don't want to say bell to bell or something like that, but he he looked really good in round one, and then obviously he looked fantastic in round two. Right up until he landed, it was it was a left that started rocking uh, Reyes. Right, that kind of basically was the beginning yeah, of the end and, there. And broke his nose. Yeah, he messed it, him up. Yeah, well, he was he was. Was it done. actually broken? Do we know that? It was sideways. So I'm gonna say. Well, yeah, I, mean, I think it was for sure way. broken. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Not much of a dislocated nose, anyway. <laughs> and I, I wonder how his ribs feel today. I never seen a rib oh blow God. up like that so fast. Yeah, that was really nasty. And it was from just like a couple body kicks was... to the. It was it was on his on Reyes' right side. Yep, those were really really brutal. Uh, I did not see the fight going that way. I really didn't. And and you know that's probably. That's probably something that if Blahovich is listening to this, he's not. But if he is, he probably should be insulted that I said that. And I don't blame him. The man put on a show, and I think Reyes fought up overly cautious a bit. Definitely in the first round. Yeah, he. you could sense the urgency that he was feeling when he knew he was kind of starting to get hit by Blahovich and, and getting hit pretty hard. And I think that was when he really, you know... I don't think he went into survival mode, but he definitely kicked it in. Like, I've got to do something here. You know, yep. I know this is not good. Um, so, yeah, that's true. But Blahovich, I just want to say real quick that I never thought he'd get to this point. You know, when he came into the UFC, I do remember him debuting. And he was someone who he was one of the better European light heavyweights who came over. And it just didn't start very well for him. I think he was like two and four in his first six fights. That's the type of thing that usually gets you cut. He stayed. They stuck with him. And he put it together. He really found a groove. And I'm very impressed with him. He's I love when guys like this find their way to the championship because it's a good inspiration for fighters who, you know, maybe they've not had the results that they wanted. Stick it out. Train hard. Work hard. Find the solutions for you. And it can work out. Doesn't mean it will, but it certainly can. So, you know, good on him for being an inspiration. Definitely. And he he looked really bad in the first fight against Corey Anderson. He did, yeah. We watched that fight, and he did not look good in that fight. He obviously looked great in the rematch um, back in February. Yep. <laughs> Before the he, pandemic. He ran Corey ago. Anderson to Bellator. He did, yeah. Man, oh, man. But what do you think's next for him? Who? Do, who well, two questions. Who is next, and who do you want to see next? I would say next would probably be Santos to share a winner if they ever do fight. Yeah. But, oh, God, I hope they do. But I really want to see Yuri Pochaska. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. I do really want to see... Tiago Santos. I want to. I like Glover Teixeira. I'm not rooting against him if he does, in fact, get to fight Tiago Santos. But I think Santos versus Blahovich would be a very fun fight. And I would 
Sorry to disrespect Blahovich again, <laughs> the champ here. I think I would favor Santos, man. I don't know. I, I, I have to see how he performs off a double knee surgery. It's true. It's true. We don't know what he's going to be like now. Um, you know, knee surgeries derailed Shogun Hua's career too. So it's not like these things can't happen. But I don't know. I I think he's got I think he's got the better Muay Thai game, and I think that would help him against Blahovich. But we'll see. That would be a fun fight, right? Yep. That would be fun. And so would Prochaska. You're right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, stranger things have happened. But you you would think John Jones is likely not going to be the next guy. I think John Jones probably is officially done with light heavyweight. Okay. I don't think he has anything to prove there. What what is no, left? He definitely doesn't. There's nothing. The left. only thing I can imagine is because now we're hearing Rumble Johnson, Anthony Rumble Johnson, is making his way back into the UFC. He's back into testing protocols and all that with USADA. Um, and if he does find his way back, I don't know if he's fighting it at light heavyweight or heavyweight. Um, but if he does go to light heavyweight, and let's say he becomes the champion. I would like to see John Jones come down and fight him because that was a fight. That was a missed opportunity for everybody. I think it would have been a fun one to see. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. Yeah. But, you know, that's who knows? That's this is too many what ifs. I think we're probably done talking about the title fights, though, because we do have a very contested split decision to talk about from the main card here, right? Yep. Akeem Dawadu and Zubara Tuhugov split decision with. All three different scores. We had 30-27 for Dawadu. We had 29-28 for Dawadu. And we also had 29-28 for Tuhugov. Usually, well, pretty much every time, when people see scores like that, they're like, what the heck is going on here? Yep. And you know what? I am I wasn't surprised in the least. When they said that, I said, absolutely, no question. Would I doubt that that is a viable way to score this fight? Any of those three scores, totally fine. I think, right, Dan? I think all three scores are okay. The only one I have... a. a an issue with a bit because I just don't see a large argument for it is round two for Tuhugov. I think Dawadu won that one rather clearly. I think it was clear, but also very close and it because it, it was a very competitive round. But we'll get into round two in a minute. Round one, though, this was the round that I think everybody was kind of watching this, waiting for something to happen and nothing really happened. So when you have a round like that, it's bound to be split there's almost no way that all three judges can see it the same way because there just wasn't enough that was really happening for what three minutes and then it was like kind of tepid even in the last few minutes yeah it was a slow round they were feeling... how did you have it though first we, we should probably establish who we had in this round right yeah live i scored it for who go off this morning i scored it for dawadu okay so i watched it i i only saw it once and and i thought dawadu did it it was very close but i think he had the more impactful strikes of very few of them so we agreed with Ahmed Korchi and Anders Olsen here uh, that it was for Dawadu, but 10-9 to Hugov came from Dave Torelli, uh, a veteran judge uh, from Jersey, by the way. Jersey boy out in Abu Dhabi. That's right. So this, again, super close round. I have no problem with it going either way here because it just wasn't a whole lot to score, and I don't think anybody could ever get hung up on this one, yeah. right? So this is this is already a split round that, that yeah. no one can really get too mad about. If you're getting mad about this, you've either got a lot of money invested in this thing. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot on the line here. Or you just don't know what the judges are actually looking for. This was a tough round to score and it wasn't much to it. But I do think I do think that when you get the chance to watch it, you know, if, if you were to watch it several times, I think you'd probably land typically on Dawadu every time just because he did land better i think overall yeah he had good leg kicks so some decent body kicks some of the punches to the head made the to hugoff reset uh it, it did look a bit stronger round two though this was obviously the one with much more action it really started to heat up here so it turned what almost seemed like kind of a 
almost like a boring fight into a really fun fight. Yeah, this was it started to pick up a bit here. So you had this one for Dowdu, right? I had this one for Dowdu both times, live. Yeah, same and, here. And uh, this morning. Same here, and so did Anders Olsen, so he saw it our way. Uh, it was Korchi and Torelli that went for Tuhugov here, uh, which means Torelli actually has Tuhugov up 20 to 18, whereas Olsen has Dowdu up 20 to 18. So now we, we've got a situation where we've got two judges on either side. Yep. And again, I don't think that's a problem. I actually don't. This is a really close fight, both rounds. Yeah, the thing, I, I see less of an argument for Tuhugov yeah, in this you're round. Uh, if you want to tell me you think Tuhugov won the round based on his striking, I'm okay with that explanation, but if you're going to tell me he won the round or edged it because he got that takedown at the no. end of the round, I, I'm not going to buy that explanation. No, definitely not. Definitely not. That doesn't work. You know, when when we're talking about scoring rounds, takedowns need to lead to effective offense themselves. If they are not, then they're not scored very heavily. And especially when you've got some effect, a lot of effective offense on the feet here, I do think Dawudu got that round. I don't think that Corchi or Torelli uh, would have done that. I don't think they would have just given the round because of the takedown. I'm sure just they had right. different angles on what was a competitive and very close round. So to give that one to, to Hugov or Dowdu, no problem for me. So yeah, I mean, this, these two rounds essentially account for the vast difference in the scores in this fight because everybody saw round three for Dowdu. That was that was yeah, obvious. That was clear. I can't help anybody who thinks round three was for Tuhugo. That's you're you're beyond help. And honestly, I saw I saw some media scores that were put out for the first round at 10-10. You're not being realistic, guys. If you think that this is a 10-10, that's your opinion. That's not grounded in the reality of the way judging works. So to put scores out there like that, it's kind of a cop out. Yeah, if you want to score it that way because it's your your opinion, just know it's it's not the way it's scored. Yeah, I don't. I just don't like that being broadcast because it gives people the wrong idea that that's that's really true too. what it should yeah, be. Yeah, because they're broadcasting yeah. all these tweets of everyone. Yeah, so it, when I see it from media, that's where I really start to say, "Okay, come on, guys, you, you got it. We got to. We are the ones who are supposed to be, you know, informing fans. You know, they read us, they hear us, that kind of thing. We've got to do our part to help everybody understand the way scoring works, so that when they're home watching, they can be more informed. Fighters can be more informed." Everybody is better off. You know, people who are betting, they want to know what's going on too. Them more than anybody else probably, except yeah. for the actual fighters. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's that's it for this fight. I think we covered the fact that, yeah, this these scores all over the map, it's still viable. We've got some lightning rounds that we want to run down. Uh, starting with Blahovic uh, and Reyes, the first round was a split among the judges with Mike Bell actually giving Reyes the round 10-9, whereas Olsen and Torelli, they were on this one and they gave it to Blahovic, just as you and I did, right? Yeah, and I just don't see an argument for Reyes in this one. Bahovic landed everything strong from the leg kicks to the body shots. I mean, the side of his, like we mentioned, his ribs are blown up already. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that Mike Bell gave this. You know, he's a veteran judge, so I mean, he's basically one of the most probably four or five respected judges in the whole world, uh, if you talk to anybody. But, you know, maybe he just had a different angle. Like, it's true. It's, it can be very tough. I you know, I don't want to give him a, you know, I don't want to just make excuses for the man because I haven't spoken to him and, and I don't know what he would say, you know, if, if I was to actually get a hold of him or something like that. But yeah, he obviously saw something different. I didn't see it that way. Yeah. I thought it was very clear. The body work was really put on from Bohovic. You saw the, like we were talking about that redness on the, the side of the body. I thought it was pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Reyes had some offense. I'm not going to say he, he was of shut out he this Competitive round, but, round but, but I think still a clear round for Yeah, Blahovic. just was not on the same level. Yeah. 
What about moving on though? You know, this is it was close, but I think we've kind of beat that one in, right? Danilo Marquez, he got a unanimous nod over Kadis Ibrahimov. Round three was the only round that was split here. Didn't end up impacting the result. But how did you see that third round? Was it for Ibrahimov? Yeah, I had Ibrahimov. I thought he landed the better strikes. And really the only offense Marquez had was the rear naked choke at rear naked choke attempt at the end of the round. And I thought uh, Ibrahimov's guillotine attack and the strikes on the feet were much better. I'm with you. Same thing. You know, uh, Torelli was actually the minority judge on this one. Uh, Olsen and Korchi, they were uh, along with us, gave it to Ibrahimov. Again, didn't really matter. It was too little too late anyway. So (laughs) Ibrahimov made so many mistakes in this fight. It was just very sloppy. (laughs) I don't know if we're going to see him in the UFC again. I mean, Dana was very high on him coming into this fight. So um, people drop off very fast. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. I this was a really bad fight though. He looked really, really poor. Uh, another yeah, another lightning round here. William Knight, light heavyweight fight. Alexa Kamer. Knight got the unanimous nod, no questions. But round one was a split with Torelli and Corchi giving it to Knight and Bell giving it to Kamer. What about you? How did you see it? I gave it to Knight. This was a hug fest the entire round, and what it came down to me was Knight dropped him with a leg kick early and he had that final punch flurry at the end of the round anything in between that was just a battle of them exchanging knees to the the thighs yeah pretty much with you this was not a very fun round i didn't enjoy this fight up until this point and then it actually got more interesting to watch night in rounds two and three as especially when he went for that uh what was it americana right americana I in round went two wild for that i would have went wild for that almost ripped off camera's shoulder that was wild <laughs> but <laughs> But again, it didn't matter. Right guy won. William Knight got the win. He, he's interesting to watch. I'd, I'd like to see him again. But that's it for lightning rounds. There was only one round that I actually gave a 10-8 and no one else did pretty much in the world. <laughs> uh, I, I think I was kind of on an island on this one. And it was round two of Knight and Kamer, right? So yes. tell me why it was only a 10-9. I went 10-9. I thought it didn't reach a 10-8. He had bursts of good uh offense nothing was really prolonged to check off duration and i don't think damage or dominance while you may have checked them off to a low degree i don't think either of them reached a high enough to degree to go 10-8 see here's where i would argue against that and i'm not saying that this is a definitive 10-8 here i think this is one of those 10-8s that's kind of like a you can go either way kind of deal you know 10 eight and a half mm-hmm. so to speak okay i'll give you but, that but i do think that especially when you account for that Kimura we're talking about, or excuse me, the Americana that we're talking about, that's good damage. That's really good damage. And he was landing throughout the round. Not, not, you know, often, I don't think duration is something that came into play, but when you've got the Americana and you've got the strikes that he was landing, that's damage to me. That's good damage. And then you've got, here's where you get dominance too, is because he had dominant positions and Kamer really was not landing very much at all. Like he, you know, he had kind of pitter patter shots, but there really wasn't a whole lot of effective, good offense coming back from him. I think it's kind of a weaker case in that, but still, when you've got the dominant positions too, we're talking about dominance, you know? Yeah. The thing is, I didn't think the Americana was all that close. I didn't, it, the angle looked off to me. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I didn't score it that high. I was, I was hyped to see it though. I was really rooting for him to get a tap from Of course him. you were. But, <laughs> I I didn't think he had. You the love shoulder angle. locks, my man. I like to just rip her arm off already. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I'm not married to this being a 10-8. I it kind of comes off actually what we talked about on our previous show. How maybe we're a little too 
hesitant to give out 10 eights. That could be. Maybe we've gotten, you've kind of moved off the mean. So it really did play into my head. And I said, oh, maybe we should be giving out a 10 eight for a round like this. And I, and I can still back it up. I, you know, I make a case yeah, for it. I, I don't yeah. think it's a crazy case, right? No, it, it's fine. It's totally but, fine. But yeah, I, I even understand that this was a borderline case here. Uh, and I'm totally okay with uh, anybody calling me, uh, you know, maybe <laughs> unkind names. Let's, let's not go too far with it. But yeah, ten, I mean, it didn't really matter anyway. This, let's face it. This fight was, was night almost all the time. So Yeah, this, this was his fight. All night. <laughs> but, you know, that was it for the rounds that we kind of contested, I guess. You know, we the judges, we didn't have too many judges working this event, but I thought they did a really good job. You know, we they everybody got round one for Adesanya against Costa. That was 10-9. That was easy. Uh, Brandon Royville, right before the title fights, Love he got the kid. first round in that wild, awesome, fun guillotine finish in the second round. Love that fight. Right, that was that was awesome. Ketlin Vieira, also on the main card. She got the first two rounds. Eubanks got the third. Sajara Eubanks mm-hmm. in a fight that was, you know, definitely for Vieira. Although I want to say this really quick before we move on. I thought that Vieira was losing the round until that last flurry in like the last 30 seconds. And then she got a takedown, which the takedown I don't think was as no. as much as effect. But, but that flurry was what really stole the round. So if it wasn't for that, if Eubanks was able to have defended that, I think she could yeah, have gotten the round. Definitely close and, round. At least gotten a split decision, but maybe even stolen the fight. Mm, so that, because perhaps. that was a tough, that was a kind of a close fight. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, Caitlin. Once Bru- once she started feeling herself, she she was kind of in control. Oh yeah, absolutely. At least the first basically two rounds. from that kind of yeah. fight. But but again, she did lose the third round. Yep. So you know, Eubanks, she knew that she had to win it. Her her yeah. corner was telling her that she came out, she fought like it. Good on her. Uh, you know, another another Jersey trained fighter. She's not from Jersey, but she's she's training here. Uh, Brad Riddell, the uh, the featured prelim of the evening over Alex Da Silva. Da Silva got round one, but Riddell came back and won the last two pretty clearly, right? Yeah, this 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 is a Riddell fight, and he did what he had to do, and he, he won it. Yeah, I I was looking forward to this one enough, you know. Honestly, this whole card kind of made me happy, uh, which I'm not surprised at. You know, even when, even when you're kind of going in, you're like, ah, I don't know about these fights. Usually, they end up surprising you. Yeah, maybe it's. Maybe it's expectations versus reality. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the final fight that everyone got right, of course, Jake Matthews, 30-26 is across the board over Diego Sanchez. No questions there. Third round was a clear 10 Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I kind of hope it's the last time we watch Diego Sanchez fight. I just, what does he have left? Well, I'm glad Dana put to bed the idea of Connor versus Diego. Because oh that would that would be awful. God, I don't even, I don't even want to dignify that. God, <laughs> awful idea. Uh, what about your favorite finish, though? We had five finishes, three by TKO or KO, two subs, and two in the first round. Which one did you like best? No shock here. Brandon Royville. Bonus for Royville. Bonus for Royville. You love this dude. <laughs> Sub uh, Kai Kara France with the guillotine in round two after a wild round one, which he was attacking. Oh God, that was so fun. He's attacking Omoplatas. A go-go plot he attacked. Oh, my God. I, my jaw dropped, and I was I was smiling, a goofy, goofy smile. I'm like, oh. you hit that go-go. Hit the go-go. I'm so excited for this kid. I, I, I love that he's hard on himself. People are like, oh, he's being too hard on himself. I love that because he's only going to get better, and he wanted to call out a top five guy, but then he realized, well, maybe I'm not ready for that. He's got to tighten some things up because uh, Figueredo would probably have his way with him. But I think he probably would too. Yeah. But you know what? He probably is just like one fight away. Give him one more fight against the top guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like Asker Askarov or somebody like that. You know, I want to see that. Somebody like that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, flyweight is so shallow. He's going to, he's just getting thrown in with the sharks. 
Of course, of so, course. But you know, we, I mean, we still don't know what the staying power of uh, Figueredo is. So who knows? Who's yeah, to say that Roybal couldn't just win the next fight and then also take the belt? It's I'm not fun. ruling him out. I mean, Figueredo's a bad man. He look. I mean, <laughs> God of War, man. <laughs> but but yeah, I still uh, I still wouldn't write it off. Let's just let's see how things go. You know. All right. But what about you? What what was your favorite finish? For me, it was it was on the prelims, and he was not eligible for any uh, performance bonuses because he missed weight. But Ludovic Klein, that awesome KO of Shane Young, he had the the high leg kick uh, from the left side, right, and then he followed up with this beautiful three punch combo before before Young even hit the mat, and then he followed it up with a really hard punch before the ref could get there. It was just that was a beautiful, beautiful combination. I love to see fighters who they land, but then they also follow it right up. I don't even think he knew. How how hurt Young was. He knew he he knew he stung him, but he just went in there and he he made the most of his punches. He didn't just kind of go crazy. He stuck to his discipline and he he fired it off a three punch combo and that put Young out. Yeah, great stoppage. Clearly over. Everything was great about it. That great finish. Uh, next time make weight, Klein. But other than that, yeah, awesome. That's our post-UFC 253 show for you. We'll be back at the end of the week to look ahead to the less enticing Fight Island follow-up on Saturday, headlined by Holly Holm and Irene Aldana, but expect us to spice it up with a little past judgment. Dan and I will brainstorm a good fight to re-examine for you guys on Friday. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Couchside Judges, as well as myself at Scott underscore Fontana, and my DMs are open. Find me on Twitter as well at DanUrbanMMA. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Have a good week, everyone. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>